I do feel like I'm becoming stupider as I age. Yeah. I feel like you're becoming stupider as I age. That would track. That would track. Everyone's everyone's becoming stupider as I age. <laughs> I, you know, I've noticed that on Twitter too. Were, were you about <laughs> to introduce the podcast? I was. Hello, Turfs and Trannies. You're listening to Heterodorks. I'm your co-host, Nina Paley, a canceled artist, one among hundreds or thousands. I am Corinna Cohn. I am also a canceled artist. Oh, yeah? I oh, thought you yeah. were an alpaca. No, not this week. This week I'm identifying as a canceled artist. Yeah. Well, you're 48, right? 48 well, years old? I am 48. Yeah. Can yeah. you believe, though, I haven't had a birthday yet this year. I'm going to be 50 next year. 48 to 50? Well, I'll, I'll be 49 later this year, and then next year I'll be 50. Uh, next right. See, see. Next year you'll. Now be 50. I feel bad yeah. about having the uh, IQ discussion earlier. Uh huh. Because I'm 48 <laughs> now. I'll be 49 later this year, and then next year I'll be 50. Later next year you'll be 50. Uh-huh. Yeah. At some yeah. point next year you'll be 50. Yeah. At some point. Uh, well, you know, according to current trends, I will be. In more than a year, you'll be 50. In, in my one neighborhood, year, in one year, you will not be 50 yet. Do you know, I was talking to some colleagues today because one of them actually live, lives in my neighborhood, I just discovered. And I said, do you know that my neighborhood has gotten to be so bad that I no longer feel safe selling drugs in my own neighborhood? Now, did you feel safe doing it, which implies that you actually did it while feeling safe? Hmm? <laughs> So who's our guest this week? <laughs> it's just us. There's no guest. There's no we're guest. He- yeah, we're here to rant and complain. Oh, oh my and God. Whine. And uh, oh, also, we're here to. What is the word? Uh, is it merely not care about safeguarding? We're What's here to safeguarding. Be, we're here to be lesbophobic. That's let's, what we're here for. We both want to be real lesbophobic. Let's talk about what lesbophobia is and let's talk about what safeguarding is. Are, are there any other terms that, that are tossed about lately that we should talk about? Darvo. Darvo. Um, I had one of those to keep my floor clean once. <laughs> I thought it was a dessert topping. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> it's a floor wax. It's a dessert topping. Well, let I'm me... 55 years old and making obscure television references. That's fine. Most of the young people don't know what television is, though. <laughs> it's like it's like TikTok, but you can't flip to the next video. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, safeguarding and lesbophobia. I guess I'm going to have to look at Twitter. Wait, before we do that, can we yeah. at least set some of the stage? Enough right. about Phil Illy and all this backstory. So you're right. Let's so move fo- on. following following that blow up, there has been this. Uh, burning fire of uh, anger and resentment, I guess, towards some of the organizers of the conference, particularly one uh, Ms. Stella O'Malley, uh, because it is alleged by her detractors that she is failing in her uh, duties to provide safeguarding, whatever that means, because I guess this week she's accused of lesbophobia, whatever that means. 
and that in our poking fun of some of these factions who seem to operate emotionally with an external locus of control, uh, that we are accused of of something called darvo, which is either a floor cleaner or dessert topping, depending on <laughs> on how accurate your memory is. Yes. So, what is darvo? It's destroy. Dis divide it. Actually, I'm going to have to look it up. I know it's reverse. The RVO is reverse victim and offender. Deflect, attack, reverse victim and offender. I think. There if, we if go. My memory yes. is correct. Yes. Is it dessert? Dessert, attack. Dessert is it? Dessert, attack. Uh, reg. See, I'm, there's no F. Yeah, for let's floor. just keep going. Let's just yeah. Keep okay, going. so there. Yeah, so Darvo. The problem with discourse about narcissism and how to deal with narcissism is that narcissists use this language. So it oh, only yeah. is useful for a short, they're very smart. It's only useful for a short period of time, but merely using the sort of language where you refer to narcissists is something narcissists easily learn how to do. Yeah. They're like, Hey, that's a good idea. Yes. I'm going to use that against you now. Yes, they will do that. So actually, Darvo is in fact Darvo. Darvo, if you are using the word Darvo, right. that the very use of it can frequently be in itself Darvo, reversing victim and offender. And you know what? It doesn't matter. So this is just another day of another week of another month, I guess of another year of people losing their minds on Twitter. And really we can sit here and say like, oh my God, people have lost their minds on Twitter. Our former friends have lost their minds on Twitter. Our former yeah. friends are attacking us now on Twitter. They're trying to cancel us on Twitter. You can do we all that. We are bad that. people. We are. Uh, we can do all that, but really the question is, how are we going to respond to that? Because I at least have been through this before, yeah. not just before Twitter, but even during Twitter, like all of this behavior I've already endured from a whole group of other people who I used to be on the same side of and who used to be my friends. Yeah. The third time you get dragged behind a horse, you start to start to get used to it. It starts to get boring. It's like, I know that a cactus. <laughs> yeah, so I know I know these cactuses and you know, trying to reason with people and worrying about people and it's just there's no reason to do that. There's just no hmm. point. I mean, really the place we need to get to is not paying this no mind. We need to just let people lose their minds and factionalize and say terrible things about us. Oh, because yeah. we're we're still here. People have been saying terrible things about us. And here we are, and they're going to do it again and again, and they're going to claim that uh, making fun of them, <laughs> which we did. Which, which we will. We'll continue which, to do that. We'll continue to do that, yes. Yeah, so there was this, I guess for a little more recent context, Stella O'Malley had some long conversation with someone, and a clip of this was excerpted by somebody 
Right. And I guess she was had been talking about autogynephilia, although I don't really know exactly what the context was of this little tiny excerpted clip. Yeah. Uh, but she said that some lesbians got a sexual kick from wearing men's clothes. And did she also mention strap-ons and packers? Or was that further? I didn't listen to the clip because... I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not fascinated by all of it. So I didn't listen to the clip. Okay. Well, I listened to that one little clip and she did not seem to be referring to lesbians as a whole or lesbian culture or many lesbians. She seemed to be referring to some small subset of lesbians. You look like you're mad at your cat. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, some small I, subset. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to edit this ad- episode. I got to go take care of something. No, you don't have to edit the episode. Yeah, we're I gonna do. Have, we're going to raw dog this episode. Nina, I have to go clean shit up, which means I have to at least go take this part out. Okay. said okay right so you cleaned up the cat poop yeah i did i'm sorry i could hear him howling and growling all right where were we stella o'malley apparently said something about lesbians that a lesbian didn't like and then the lesbian on twitter sort of made it seem like let uh stella was saying that lesbians are autoandrophilic fetishists, which she was not saying. And right. uh, it was extremely bad faith. And that's the of, allegation. I, Wait, yes, I the, allege bad faith. I allege that taking a clip of Stella, like a one minute clip of Stella talking about, uh like basically saying that there exist some lesbians that get a sexual kick out yeah. of cross-dressing um yeah look at elliot page <laughs> well we don't know if it's sexual right elliot page is just a wayward victim oh right right Sorry, women aren't sexual okay Women are Lesbians not sexual. Especially, especially are not sexual because only men are sexual. Or let's just say only men have weird kinks. Women can't have weird kinks. Right. And women unless aren't they're, Unless men. they're traumatized. And the idea is that uh, I guess people are mad now. Well, they're mad because they want to be mad. People hmm. love being mad, especially on Twitter. And if a target is presented to people, particularly a prominent target, yep, yep. people love that. that. Like, that's what celebrities are for. Celebrities are for tearing down and hating on. And we should, in our we should, little gender world, Stella is something of a celebrity. Yes? We should get a kinky lesbian as a guest. That would be pretty interesting, actually now the whole thing about kinky lesbians because so like in response martina navratilova said on twitter i don't know any lesbians like this and of course 
there are lots and lots of butch lesbians and non-butch lesbians. And in fact, butch and non-butch heterosexual women who wear men's clothes because they're comfortable. I count myself among them. Uh, Yeah, most women don't get any kind of sexual thrill from that. But consider, consider a therapist who works in the world of gender confused individuals and yes so-called transitioning individuals i bet you see a lot of sorts yes you're that's that's exactly who's going to see these people also i having lived in san francisco all through the 1990s and having lived elsewhere in the bay area before then uh i was privy to publications like on our backs and leather scenes and the sex posse scenes, which were full of women who claimed to be lesbians. I think many of them were in fact lesbians. Who and a lot of them were female. They they were female, female lesbians. I think that there were even some lesbians that were same sex attracted women. Can you believe it? It's the who, it's the old fashioned type. This is back in the nineties, right? Yes. Who yes. were into all kinds of, you know public displays of kinkiness and leather and events where they would wear strap-ons and uh, sex parties. You know, I, I was in this sex posse world and went to a lot of these events. And these women were very proud of their fetishes. And right. they thought that like the nice the nice like lesbian feminist type feminists, the the anti-violence ones that, that they were, you know, that was when vanilla was used as a sort of insult. And right they were now showing... white is used as the insult. <laughs> I'm going to say creme anglaise. Uh, yeah. So they were really into not being like those namby pamby, fluffy bunny, nice women. And they were very proud of their sex drives and their desires to penetrate and wear leather harnesses and so on. And I they were emancipated. Yes. I knew some of these women. I, you know, witnessed that. And I suppose nowadays we could say, well, they weren't really lesbians. Maybe you could say that. They weren't I, real lesbians. They weren't real. Yeah, but it's and also Sheila Jeffries wrote a book about this time called The Lesbian Heresy. And she talked about lesbian communities being so affected by the gay male uh, activism that they imitated it, especially as it became more successful during the AIDS era. And uh, you know, it is a complicated situation, but I feel kind of gaslit by these women saying that no lesbians were like this. I mean, I lived Hmm. in freaking San Francisco in the 90s in the sex posse community. Like, what did I see with my own eyes? You saw them through the eyes of a heterosexual woman, though, Nina. And so you interpreted them through this heteronormative experience. Yes. And by, by default, I'm lesbophobic. Because well, I'm not a yeah. lesbian. Like, even if, even if I start, you know, having sexual relations with women, which I may do, if I'm going to have sexual relationships with anyone, it's probably going to be women. Uh, but even if I do that, 
I have this whole history of being het, so I definitely will never yeah, be. You'll a never lesbian. be gold star. Well, or even a lesbian at all by that definition, because a lesbian is exclusively same sex attracted over her entire life and also is pure what? and doesn't have dirty thoughts, doesn't use strap-ons, right. doesn't right. get any sort of sexual charge from any of that stuff. Doesn't even buy eggplant. <laughs> she might desire it, but she won't no. touch eggplant. No, she won't desire it. She's above eggplant. She's eggplant above does eggplant. does not occur to her. But it is true that I can't have eggplant now, so. <laughs> Just like a real lesbian. Yeah, nightshades. The, uh, oh, Aaron Terrell posted something I, I saw today saying that lesbian is a self-identified term. And I was sympathetic to that because it reminded me of you, uh, you use the term for me, a gay man. And I reject that term because I said, I have never become enmeshed in the gay community. I don't, I don't feel that term because not, not because, uh, of, of a lack of affinity with, um, finding men to be sexy and beautiful, but because at the the time that I was supposed to keep driving on the highway, I got on an off ramp that said trans. And so it's it's hard for me to look at a bunch of gay men and feel uh, affinity for reasons that are have probably deeply seated uh, uh, what is the term of hatred of men. Don't say normal. What is it? Androphobia. And, and, androphobia. Deeply seated androphobia. Yeah, so, I still, I still think you're a gay man. I, but that is a label. Yes. For a, a an identity of a group of people who have a similar behavior, which is same sex attraction, but it's it's like an affinity group. Lesbian is also sort of like a, a similar thing. There's one definition that you could say a woman who uh, exclusive is who is exclusively attracted to other women, other females, is a lesbian. But that's like a pretty modern term. That's not that's not a term that was uh, always used. So this is this is like an identity term instead of like a a scientific term. Okay, well, what's your point? My point is that it's the same with gay. Gay is not a technical term. That's a that's a term that same sex attracted men uh, were either tarred with and then um, came around to try to own it, right? Take back the the term, or or a term that they just chose for themselves. But it's not it's not a technical description. It's a identity group description. Okay, so what if I called you a homosexual man? Well, then that's, uh, to me, a different term. Okay. So... Uh, those, are, those are two adjectives, which are, are descriptive of, of me as the noun. 
I mean, I think I guess the, I guess they're both nouns. I think you're homosexual, and I think you're a man. Right. And I use gay as a synonym for homosexual. I'm not trying to dissuade you from doing so, but the terms like gay and lesbian are things people opt into. And the term homosexual is what? Does it matter if someone opts into it or not? It's not... uh, It is not... You're fr- you're so frustrating, Nina. Um, it also came about in order to describe a group of people based on their behavior. Yes, it, it, it refers a, it, a- it refers to an actual. See, I think that if a man is sexually attracted to other men, yeah. Not that I can read minds, but, no. but I, I think I think we're two in the weeds here. Yeah, I'm not even understanding what your point is. I know it's the <laughs> IQ thing again. I know I'm dumber I'm gonna than be, you. I'm going to okay? be 50 next year, Nina. 50. In more than a year, you'll be 50. Yes. Yeah, in in 2025, which is next year, I will be 50. Yes, but it's going to take more than a year for that to happen. I don't disagree with you. Okay, great. Uh, w- what is all this about? You were saying that lesbian is something is an identity that people can opt into and opt out of, and I yes, think that's right. That everything is an identity that people can opt into, but things are also real at the same time. Like lesbian, in in common parlance lesbian is refers to a woman sexually attracted to other women and regardless of what her identity is you might say that she's still a lesbian right like there might be a woman who's sexually attracted to other women who pushes it down finds herself in a heterosexual marriage doesn't tell anyone about it keeps it in the realm of fantasy has sad sad miserable unsatisfying sex yeah finds her finds us her her sexual outlet cartooning and animation (laughs) so she has miserable sex with her male partners which she never really enjoys uh and she doesn't identify as a lesbian she just thinks that sex is no fun for women just a canceled artist but she's still actually a lesbian because she's still a same-sex attracted female human well that is one way of looking at it nina but i don't think that that's the only way of looking at it and i don't even think it's the most defensible way of looking at it okay so why do you bring this up are you saying that because this is part of the cancellation discourse the cancel so in other words is this your way of saying that lesbians who identify as lesbians and belong to the tribe of lesbians where they, they consider the identity. They're, they're thinking tribally about this. Yes. They live on, on uh, the Isle of Lesbos. Okay. And, and they take this as an affront 
to the well, dignity of their tribe. For, for very good reasons, they are defensive about how these terms have been watered down by particularly by the, the queer theorists. They're very defensive about it. But I'm not sure that I agree that their defensiveness is wholly merited at the levels that they're defensive. Tell me about their defensiveness. Well, it's like uh, this case with Stella O'Malley saying some lesbians get off on or get a charge, I think is what she said. A sexual thrill. A sexual thrill by uh, engaging in uh, dress and rituals associated with masculinity. And as, as a matter of fact, I've known some women who, for whom that's true. And I don't think that that's uh, weird to say that. Di- people are different. People are weird. What, how does it go? Sex is weird. People are, wait, no. People are weird. Sex is real. Sex well, is real. People are weird. And uh, sex, sexuality can be weird for people. So this this whole idea that seems to have come up over the past uh, several months, that seems to be have, have been invented by this group that are uh, now dubbed the ultras. I, by the way, let's come around to that too, because I don't think that that's a very good habit to call people ultras but uh this well i guess we're called them femagogues and and uh things like that right same group um they want to own what is inside of the box that is labeled female sexuality or lesbian sexuality and are willing to uh, destroy professionally anybody who challenges what the contents of that box ought to include. It does seem to be happening, but I guess I'm just too old for this because I was in San Francisco in the nineties. It yeah, just you saw doesn't it all. jibe with history. You saw it all. But again, these, I don't, I don't think of these, I don't think of these examples as, most lesbians, certainly not all lesbians. Yeah, I don't I think just she think said that. Lesbians are diverse, and some of them were into this, and presumably still are. Well, you're going to get canceled next, Nina, because you are telling me about a memory that you had of something that you learned when you lived in San Francisco. And as we know, straight women are not to be trusted. They voted for Trump. They, what else, what else is bad about straight women? White women. White I mean, women. Yeah. Many straight women are white. So that's yeah. bad. Yeah. So if you stop being straight, then at least that does something about you being white. Well, I can't stop being straight. Have you tried being queer? I mean, I could be queer, but that will never make me a lesbian. Nina, maybe you just need to write, meet the right queer man. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, I was extremely spicy. Yeah. And I never considered myself straight. I considered myself heterosexual. Right. I don't really consider myself heterosexual anymore. Well, hang on, hang on for a goddamn second here, Nina Paley. Yeah. 
I never considered myself straight. I considered myself heterosexual. What does that mean? All right. San Francisco in the 90s. Sex positive. Fast forward. Fast forward. What is the straight? I never considered myself straight. What does that mean? Okay. Straight. Mm -hmm. Straight implies monogamous. Mm -hmm. It implies gender conforming. It implies it's it's hilarious that straight implies all of this stuff for you, and just it it doesn't even occur to you that lesbian and gay might imply similar things. Well, you're making a point. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Uh, but this was the '90s in San Francisco, and one yeah. really one thing I was grappling with a lot then was the societal pressure to have babies or want babies or just be in any way oriented towards that. Because as a heterosexual woman, I wanted to sleep with men and have relationships with men. And in our fertile years, many of those men were selecting mothers for their children. So this really put a cramp in my style. And uh, I was not normal. So mm. straight, straight means hetero at the time. Okay. Straight means a lot of different things now. And mm. there was a time in the nineties where a gay friend of mine who started calling himself queer, he was one of the radical fairies. He right. told me I was queer. Like he dubbed me queer. Right. Which at the time seemed cool because it wasn't a big mainstream thing yet. And we weren't in the current situation. Right. (laughs) Because you were subversive at the time. And, you know, like straight, you know, I was, I was in this sex positive world. I was exploring kink. I was polyamorous. I went to sex parties. You know, I did all this stuff. I went to BDSM talks I was like in that scene and trying all the things and uh, straight just seemed like the only way in which I was straight was as heterosexual. I wasn't sure I wasn't uh, repulsed by women. I mean, I did things with women. I just noticed that I was much more, you know what are some, listeners to this podcast hate that I always end up talking (laughs) about my crazy sex days. And here I am doing it again. (laughs) Right. Anyway, you never talk about your crazy sex days. Well, like you, Nina, you reject straight because it implies monogamy. And that's why I also reject gay. Because it implies monogamy. Because it implies monogamy. Okay. Well, I don't. Re- I don't reject straight anymore. I'm talking about my mindset in the '90s. Right. Like now, I'm I'm cooler with straight. And if people want to say that I'm straight, it's like fine. I totally it's, get that. It's a synonym for heterosexual, and that's fine. Yeah, it's hip to be square. Yeah, and also there's just too many heterosexual women calling themselves queer, and I don't like that, and I'm against that, and I would rather. All right. Well, yeah. let's let's talk about what were some of these other terms that we were talking about at the beginning of the hour. 
safeguarding, safeguarding. Oh my gosh. Safeguarding and lesbophobia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, so I shared a funny graphic that somebody made, which was a picture of these trans activists at a die-in. Oh, wow. With the cardboard tombstones that they were holding up. But instead of, I don't know who, who has written on those tombstones before, but someone had cleverly used a video, uh, a graphics editor to write, Jen Specht murdered me on one and Stella O'Malley killed me on the other. Whose idea was it to have the backwards S? I don't know, but it was chef's kiss. It was perfect. Yeah. That person must have had an IQ of at least 141. I, I would say 130, maybe. Maybe. Well, <laughs> over 100, okay? Well, <laughs> at least 50% of people have an IQ of 100. I know. So this was, you know, much more rarefied than a mere top 50%. Yeah. So, yeah, so there was a funny meme, and then somebody said that what, that accused you of not caring about safeguarding concerns? Yes. And being lesbophobic. And being lesbophobic. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a given. You're, you're a heterosexual woman. Um, so what is safeguarding? So this is something that I, like, I am an activist to prevent doctors from giving sex changes to children. And presumably... One of the things that I am motivated by is a need to safeguard children. So when I think about the term safeguarding in terms of my activism, safeguarding makes sense to me. Then when I go on to uh, x.com, formerly twitter.com, uh, aka birdsite, and I see these women, uh, presumably women, talking about safeguarding uh, inside of that context, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, they're talking about not using the wrong words. Sure. What is safe? Is that what safeguarding means? Is is not using the quote unquote wrong words? Apparently. Do Do you remember? Because we're you were just talking about the '90s, so I think your memory is a little bit better than mine. Uh, but Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, was like the head of this group that wanted to get uh, rap artists censored. And and they made them put a warning contains uh, volatile or, or explicit lyrics on all the album covers. They were safeguarding, right? Tipper Gore is safeguarding children. I guess that was that was her expressed motive. Yeah. So is that what safeguarding means is we don't want children to be exposed to things that might uh, affect their innocence? Is that the main thing that safeguarding is about? I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, this is like, they're full of shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that I don't, comment was full of shit. <laughs> I don't think that they that that one comment might have been, but but all the people who use this, Nina, I don't think that they believe of themselves that they are full of shit. I believe if they were given an opportunity to 
explain what their safeguarding concerns are, that they would come up with something that we wouldn't just discount out of hand. I mean, okay, I'm guessing... They correctly see children being indoctrinated with a dangerous ideology. Yes, agree. And uh, wrong sex pronouns are part of that ideology. And when people use wrong sex pronouns, they consider that implicitly, like a kind of implicit endorsement of the ideology so it's like you're you're either for it or against it and if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem and so if you're not using the right language the correct language i agree i agree that sex-based pronouns are the correct language Mm. uh that's what's so frustrating about this so simultaneous with the stella o'malley attacks there's yeah there's a whole uh fight about pronoun use and i find it really aggravating because i've been using sex-based pronouns for years i've written about it i've gotten shit for it i've gotten canceled for it uh tried to genocide me over and over due to it over and over again you refuse to die i've i've taken others to task over it I have. Ironically, just a couple weeks ago, I took my friend Les Unite to task over it in public on Twitter because he had, was talking about uh, his, you know, the school that he teaches in was doing, right. you know, they had some module on this. And, and I said, hey, consider not doing this because you're modeling authoritarianism and well, had this whole... yeah discussion about it and he was a very good sport about trying to understand i don't think he does but he tried he, right. he did it in better faith than most and it is always frustrating when i do things like this in public there were always some comments that were just yelling at him and i didn't think that was helpful or appropriate but i was urging him to use sex-based pronouns and to certainly tolerate other Mm. students in his to tolerate kids in his classroom that did use sex-based pronouns to like not coerce kids into using wrong sex pronouns well see that's the word that i think i have been wanting to interject here for a second a coercion so i think that the trans ideology is not just about pronouns i think it's about coercion Mm-hmm. And it happens to be that one of the one of many, many, many things that the this gender ideology tries to do is coerce people into b- believing or saying that they believe things that are just simply not true. And the she, her, and the he, him, all that sort of stuff, uh, your pronouns and bio is to signal, hey, uh, I've already gave at the office. You don't have to keep coercing me. I've given in. I'm part of your movement now. I've put the sign on the the storefront so that you don't break my windows. Please don't attack me. I'm your ally. Yada, yada, yada. So 
the thing that's disturbing to me, and I, again, I, I want to keep coming back to this idea of safeguarding because it's, it's uh, not something that I can explain from their point of view. I, I cannot steel man their position on this very adequately. If the problem in the first place is coercing people to say that they believe something that they don't believe in, then that to me is the problem, is the coercion is the problem. So we had uh, uh, Andrew Doyle and Janice Turner referred, each referred to um, Debbie Hayton as she. And Janice uh, said, hey, I, I'm going to call anybody what I want to because I think it's courteous. And that's that. And Andrew Doyle said, I called Debbie Hayton she because that was on the teleprompter and it was out of my mouth before I, I knew it. And in both of these cases, the people who think that coercion seems to be the way to get things done in the world uh, went after each of them. And they're... they're approach is to say that in both cases, children are being put at risk, I guess, that there are safeguarding concerns about calling Debbie Hayden she. Would you call her she? I wouldn't. Would I call him she? No. No. So neither of us would call her she at all. I wouldn't call him she. Right. Oh, right. Right, right. Your pro Your pronoun... Uh, standard is all trannies get called he, he. Yeah, that does seem to be pretty much it. Yeah. I have That's to. It. I have to do like an extra loop of processing to call the the trans identified female she a lot of the time. Yes. It takes an extra moment. At, at, at any rate, the safeguarding stuff is very difficult for me to, to defend. Not because children shouldn't be safeguarded, but I cannot connect ABC, how the things that they're inflamed about when they are attacking individuals who are ostensibly on the same side of the issue. I, I don't see what the safeguarding concerns are. Yes. I find this fighting extremely obnoxious because people are claiming that anybody who does not support coercing people's speech uh, is happy to use wrong sex pronouns and doesn't care about language. Right. I find that so insulting and obnoxious. I have taken so much shit for yeah. my principled position. Uh, yeah. My principled position regarding language and my care about language and my commitment to reality and for them to imply that people like me are fine with uh, lying that we're pro lying right. 
is exceedingly obnoxious. And it's well, just and not true. It's bullshit. I am against coercing people. I am yes. against coercing people, even people I disagree with, even people I disagree with a lot. I'm against coercing trans people. I am against coercion. Yeah, particularly coerced speech. I suppose it could be said that, uh, you know, since you're, you know, that we that we end up coercing people somehow, right? Like you're supporting laws that oh, shut outright up. ban. <laughs> uh, it didn't work. <sighs> no, it did. I started laughing. You did. You did. Totally. I mean, we people do. People do try to change other people. We work on other people. We pressure well, other people. We, we influence sticks them. and carrots. We influence them. But this is this is what we do as human beings. Is coercion is a form of influence, but so is persuasion. Right. And there is this behavior common to trans activists that is just like all stick very little carrot and like the only carrot you get is when they stop using the stick and i just don't like this behavior from anybody i don't care i don't care if we have the same you know personal use of pronouns it's like yes i speak english pronouns are sex-based in english I'm in favor of that, but I'm just not in favor of trying to humiliate people and coerce them and yeah. uh, exaggerate their sins. So you're just going to forgive Debbie Hayton for slaughtering hundreds of, of nuns. I mean, a pointy I, stick. I, I don't think there's much, I think I could only even have the option of forgiving him for that if he actually did that. Ah, ah. I don't think he did that. Now, I have plenty of criticisms of Debbie Hayton. And another really obnoxious thing about the discourse on Twitter right now is when people complain about the coercion of these for lack of a better term, femagogues, they respond, yes. we're just critiquing. You want to shut down critique. You can't tolerate dissenting opinions. Are they right? No. <laughs> let's, let's think about that claim. I, I would say that their claim is wrong for for one reason, which is that if I engage with you, Nina, and I try to make an argument, and we hash it out, and you give your point of view, and you happen to disagree with me, and we do this all in public so that everybody can see the interaction, and then somebody sees that I failed, and then they approach you and they make the exact same arguments, which you cheerfully engage and go through the exact same process. 
and dismiss them and they go away. And then a third person comes and does the exact same thing. I don't think that that person, that, that second or third person should be considered as an individual who's approaching you to discuss an idea. I think that they should only be considered as somebody who's coming to either coerce you or harass you. They're not trying to engage in a discussion uh, or exchange of ideas. They're, they're coming to try to force you to engage in a behavior. And I, I don't think that that is, uh, I don't think that that's shutting down speech to block those people or to dismiss them or, or to uh, group them into a category of a mob because they as individuals have every right to express their ideas. But if you are just not buying, if, if you're not buying the stake, the more people come along and try to get you to the buy, buy the stake, it's, it's not about the stake anymore. It's about you refusing to buy it. They don't care about the stake. They care about you refusing to buy the stake. Right. Yeah. So I don't like these sorts of dynamics. I don't like mobs. I don't like coerced speech from anybody. Yeah. And All right. this is very tiresome. So we have this situation and we could tell it was tiresome back in November. Yep. <clears throat> and it continues to be tiresome and people are digging their heels in more and they're just going to do that. They're getting something out of it. They're liking it and we can't stop it. And how much energy do we really want to spend being hurt or disappointed or outraged or any of that how much attention do we want to pay to this stuff all right turfs and trannies oh wait are we done <laughs> this is the hard question like we are we are perpetuating it by talking about it yeah so really what do we do how do we put into practice? I mean, I've had these moments because a lot of these women, not a lot, but certainly some of them do cool things. I really want to continue admiring the cool stuff that they do. I don't want to okay. get dragged down by their bullshit. I don't want to be on this emotional roller coaster ride. Okay. Then get off it. Yeah, I got to get off of it. Anyway, oh. one of these women that was being a pain in the ass on Twitter, I heard some audio recording of her doing some mm. testimony. And I was like, that woman's brave. Like, good on her. She's doing some brave stuff. You know what's funny about her testimony, Nina? What? That is exactly the sort of thing that we don't want our side doing when we do the, the testimony on the sort of bills that we have, which is uh, being disrespectful to the uh, committee that you're testifying in front of. So even if you think that they're detestable people and have the wrong ideas and, and uh, have no respect for them at all, uh, people who show up and disrespect the committee members are um, counterproductive to the objective of, of influencing policy. Well, you have a point there. 
and I, I think she she was rude to the committee members. The committee members were pretty horrible, also. But they were they were awful. They were. But yes, we you got to take the high road, the highest high road. Nonetheless, I liked her more in that audio than I liked her on Twitter. Yeah, I would say that there's actually a lot of consistency in her personality between the two mediums. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, people don't seem to, or there, there are a lot of destructive actors who do not seem to have their eyes on any prize and who mostly tear down people who are doing things. And they are. They. That's what I was saying earlier. It's like Stella's kind of a celebrity in the gender world. She's getting some things done. They tear her down. Andrew Doyle gets things done. They tear him down. Uh, who is the journalist you mentioned earlier? Janice Turner. Janice Turner. She gets things done. They tear her down. If you get things done, they tear you down. It's, you know, we should be more torn down than we are. I think that we're not getting enough done. It's that we are so... Uh, sarcastic and funny and take ourselves so uh, lightly that there's nothing for people to grab onto very easily. Eh. (laughs) Maybe also, maybe I've really, maybe I have actually toughened up. It did hurt me. It did hurt and appall me to see this a couple months ago. Yeah. But I've just, this is not my first rodeo. It's not my second. This is at least my third rodeo. Yep. And, and there's I, that cactus again. There's that stupid cactus. I just, I don't care. I think really the thing that I need to do is, this sounds really dumb, but I think it helps me the most is to remember what I admire about these, these women and to just, you know, love them, love, love yep. the good things that they're doing. Like if I, if I remember to do that, I just get less upset by them. If I get in this stance of they're my enemies, that's terrible. I mean, that way lies madness. And that of oh, course is what they've done. They've decided that their friends are their enemies and they right. cannot see anything good when somebody does something that they disagree with. And I want to continue seeing the good in them. They're doing, some of them are doing some good. They're not perfect, but that, and then again, this is for me, like this keeps me from getting all tied up in knots about them. Well, bless them. Bless them. Because they are teaching the, they are teaching us by counterexample. So bless them. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? I have some thoughts, Nina, but I think I think we need to trickle them out over the course of the next 20 or 30 episodes. <laughs> and I'll talk more about my San Francisco sex positive days, because I know that's a little oh. listener favorite. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh... Thanks for joining us, Turfs and Trannies. Thank you. Bye.